This is an ABC podcast. Hello there, my friends. How are you going? My name is Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hello. And you are listening to News Time. This week, Australia celebrated Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Children's Day. And this weekend, it's World Indigenous Peoples Day. So all of our stories today are going to be Indigenous stories from here in Australia and from other places in the world too. Are you ready to get started? Yes, we're ready. Yes, we're ready. I knew you would be. Okay, take it away. Story number five. We are the elders of tomorrow. Hear our voice. That's the theme of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Children's Day this year. So tell me, what are elders? They're like people that are older than you and look after you. They're um, a family and they're the oldest and we get advice from them and they were very nice to us. Elders are people who know more about how to do something because they can like teach you how to do it. Yep, elders are old and wise and they're full of knowledge. In Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander groups, elders take special care of their community's stories and language. It's their job to pass all that precious knowledge on to future generations. Indigenous Australia has the oldest living cultures in the world, passed down through the generations here for more than 60,000 years. What do you think makes a good leader? It means to be caring and kind and lead a group. It means like you're like kind of the boss and like when the teacher or someone's not there or adults like you have to look after some people sometimes. It means to be smart, make the right decisions and know what you're doing before you do it. You all sound like great leaders already. So when we hear those words, we are the elders of tomorrow, hear our voice, It's all about listening to the kids of today because one day they will be the elders, the leaders of the future. Happy Children's Day. Let's head on over to our next story. Story number four. Are you learning another language? Yes, German. Samoa? Italian? I know a few words like Yama, which means hello in the Gamilaroi language. I learned a Torres Strait Island song. In music, I'm learning it. Wow, languages from all over the world. That's fantastic. I'm learning a language too. It's called Auslan, Australian Sign Language. And instead of talking, I use my hands to make words and sentences. Learning a new language can be tricky. One tool that can be a big help is a dictionary. Some way we look up words. It's used for when you learn a new language because if you don't know that language and then you open the book up, then you could just like read the word and then read what it means. Then you can say that new word that you've learned. So if you don't know an answer to something, you could get a dictionary to um, have a look at it. And there's all sorts of types of dictionaries. And now there's a special new dictionary helping schools learn the language Durga. That's a language spoken by the Yuin people, a group of Aboriginal Australians on the New South Wales south coast. 
a Brinja Ewan woman named Kerry wrote the Doraka Dictionary with her friends so she could teach it to school kids. That's really cool. Because then you can speak in those languages. Because, like, if you want to make friends with a um, friend that you like, you have to speak their language to understand what they know. One of the best things about learning a language is getting to find out more about another culture. Durga is one of the world's oldest cultures. That's cool because if you can learn about their culture, then you know what they might be doing, if they're having a hard time, if it's going really smooth for them. Because you get to learn more. You get to learn more from other cultures. Yes, when we learn about languages and cultures, we can understand others and get to know them better. All right, where are we up to? Story number three. The very last day of every year has a special name. Right before the sun comes up on a brand new year, we get to celebrate New Year's Eve. We have fireworks and really fun stuff. New Year's Eve is, 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 is like Christmas and like you celebrate it with your family and that and sometimes with your friends. But did you know, not every culture celebrates the new year at the same time. Your calendar might say that the first day of January is the new year, but there's also the Lunar New Year, which is celebrated by people in Asian countries like China and Vietnam. There's the Jewish New Year festival Rosh Hashanah and the Maori New Year. It's called Matariki, and it's what this story is all about. Maori people are the indigenous people of New Zealand. They call their country Aotearoa. They were on the like island first before the white people came. You might be used to celebrating New Year at the end of December when it's summer, but the Maori New Year Matariki happens in the middle of winter. Matariki is named after a group of stars which can be seen shining bright in the sky during winter. It's a time to think about the year you've just had and celebrate the start of the next one with delicious food and singing and dancing. How do you celebrate the end of the year? Spend time with your family. Sometimes we go up to Nan's tree, throw water balloons and we run around. Swimming pools, go to the beach. A big holiday. Yes, New Year's Day is a public holiday. That means you don't have to go to school and most grown-ups don't have to go to work. Can you think of some other public holidays? I think maybe like Easter, Christmas, Halloween. Or well, no, 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 you still go to school on that day. Boxing Day? You got it. In New Zealand, the Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern is thinking about making Matariki a public holiday too, to show that Maori traditions are important and that everyone should be able to have a day off to celebrate. It sounds very exciting and joyful. Good, very, very good. Then everyone would celebrate it all around the world. Okay, party people, I think it's time for... Story number two. Big, beautiful artworks that are painted on walls for everyone to see are called murals. And there is a beautiful seaside mural that's just been painted in the New South Wales town Port Kembla on Wadi Wadi country. This mural tells a story called The Five Islands Dreaming Story. 
Have you heard of dreaming stories? Sometimes they can be stories or a thing that happened. It's like my cousin, I'm done lots of big paintings, like a big goanna. Lots of stories like the kangaroo and the porpoise, and they're basically Aboriginal fairy tales, not fairy tales, but Aboriginal stories that they share. Dreaming stories, which are sometimes called dreamtime stories, are stories about how people and animals and the land and the sea came to be. They're a really important part of Aboriginal culture. It's also really special when it's told by an Aboriginal elder. The artists who painted this mural, Auntie Lorraine and Auntie Narelle, say that it tells the story of how the islands around Port Kembla were made. It's a beautiful underwater scene with lots of fish and turtles. I see a dolphin. I see a person. Oh wait, it's not a person, it's a mermaid. It's a story of six sisters. Five of them turned into mermaids and they became the islands around Port Kembla. The other sister, Jira, sat down to wait for her sisters to come back and she waited for so long that she became covered in leaves and moss and eventually became part of a mountain that we call Mount Kira today. I think it's a really interesting and amazing story. Auntie Lorraine and Narelle say that sharing their Five Islands dreaming story is important because it helps people understand the Wadi Wadi dreaming. They talk about their culture and there are really old and special stories that they talk about. And, you know what? We are up to our lucky last story. Story number one. We've talked about Indigenous people a lot this week. Can you remember what it means to be Indigenous? He's a First Nation person. I'm pretty sure Indigenous means you basically, you were the first people to walk the land. Yep, Indigenous or First Nations people are the first people to live in a place. There are thousands of Indigenous cultures in the world. Samoa. Native Americans, they were Indigenous, they were the first people. The Maori people from New Zealand. Aboriginal, just Torres Strait Islanders, like a like hundred. Yep, here in Australia, we've got hundreds of Indigenous cultures that belong to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Around the world, there are thousands more, like the Inuit people of the icy cold Arctic the Takuna people of the tropical Amazon rainforests, and, just above us, the many Indigenous people of Papua New Guinea and the South Pacific. This weekend is World Indigenous Peoples Day, which is a chance to learn more about First Nations peoples from everywhere. Because they're really special to the world. They are the first people to live in the country and we need to keep their vibes strong. You can thank them for all the help because we think they did a pretty good job. You could also like listen to them and if you don't listen, you won't learn. Mm-hmm. Listening is a great way to learn, as we know very well here on News Time. And that's it, my friends. We've reached the end of our countdown. Thank you so much for all your help. I'll catch you again next week with some fresh news. See you later. Bye, Ruby. See ya. Bye, Ruby. Bye.